step on up, sit down, twist off that bottle top, or crack open that can. And welcome to Porch Matters. This is Terry Cagle coming to you from my back porch. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. The name of this show is Authentic. On Porch Matters, our saying is this. Big issues or just a friendly conversation. No topic is off limits. We take pride in being able to talk about anything with each other in an open discussion. Open discussion is one of the only ways to learn. Your perspective could be changed. You could change the perspective of others. Friends and family, welcome to another episode of Porch Matters. I'm glad you're here. Hope everyone has had a great couple of weeks. I got a good conversation I'm fixing to share with you. But before I do that, if this is your first time listening to Porch Matters, I want to thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy the show, and I hope you like, follow, or subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Speaking of platforms, I've never advertised for any platform that I can remember. I have shared the show on some platforms in the past, mainly because that platform made it easy for me to share a link on that particular social media platform. For example, Spotify makes it easy to share on Snapchat, Facebook, and Instagram stories, so I'll share that link even though I don't listen to a lot of podcasts there. That being said, there's a platform out there that I would highly recommend, and I have made a post and a tweet about it. I'm a big podcast listener, literally and figuratively. (laughs) Yeah, I'll make a fat joke on myself there. I found podcasts like a lot of people back in the day on Apple Podcast apps. But I'm actually fixing to stop listening to podcasts on Apple Podcasts and start listening on Good Pods. This is not a paid advertisement, so don't think I'm getting paid to say this. I've yet to have any sponsors on this show, but I'm very open to the idea. (laughs) If you check out Good Pods on Twitter, that platform is doing a lot for the indie podcasting community. They're doing everything that they can do to get more eyes on shows like this. I appreciate what they're doing, and I want to support them. The way I describe Good Pods is if you were to combine a Facebook or a Twitter with a podcast platform, you can make your own profile and have access to a lot of different podcasts and make new friends. Your friends can see the podcasts that you listen to and vice versa. It's a really good place to find like-minded people and find a lot of good indie podcasts like this one or Z1 if you're a long-time listener to this show. If you're curious... Go to the App Store and download Good Pods. That's G-O-O-D-P-O-D-S. It's a free app. Give it a shot. Speaking of Good Pods, I really need to check my email more. I found out that Porch Matters made their top 100 indie society and culture charts. Thanks to all of you that made that possible. I really do consider that an honor and a big deal. For the food review this week, I got to set a backstory. Mom watches a lot of Food Network and other cooking shows. That was the way we actually started our road trips back several years ago. She would watch shows like, I don't know, drive-ins, diners, and dives, and see restaurants and some of the food that they made. If we ever saw any restaurant within driving distance, 
We'd actually make a road trip out of it. My first trip to Memphis was to eat at Neely's Barbecue. Very first time I went to Savannah was because Mom found out Paula Dean's restaurant was there. Well, Mom actually found out about a place in Dothan called KBC. We were going down to Gulf Shores to be with Stacy and her family that Friday. So we decided to make a day for ourselves and go through Dothan on the way down and try out KBC. KBC was started by Chef Kelsey Barnard Clark. She won season 16 of Top Chef. She's from Dothan originally. She moved up to New York and after being on Top Chef came back home. KBC is not only a restaurant, but a catering service as well. Now, I've been through Dothan a few times, and I have been downtown once or twice. But Dothan has done a lot of work and has totally revitalized their downtown area. I was really impressed. Dothan isn't just a town you drive through to get to Panama City anymore, y'all. We parked and went inside, was really impressed with the design of the restaurant, All I did was look up the address to the place. I should have done more research and at least found out what the hours were. We were told the kitchen shut down at 2.30 p.m. and we had five minutes to order. Mom and my great aunt Clara, who was with us, quickly looked over the menu and ordered a Reuben sandwich with sweet potato fries. I ordered the brisket sandwich with potato chips. Mom and Aunt Clara really enjoyed their Reuben. My Aunt Clara likes to eat like a bird, so she couldn't finish hers. She ended up giving me half of it. There was a lot of meat on it, and it had a really good taste to it, y'all. More meat on that Reuben than I've tasted on the Reuben pretty much anywhere else. My brisket sandwich was really good. I've never had a brisket with slaw on it. I've had barbecue, you know, pulled pork and everything with slaw on it. But I've never had brisket with slaw on it. My first bite, I was like, where's the sauce? Because, you know, that's what I'm used to. Second bite, it got better. Third bite, I was saying the same thing Stacy said about her sandwich from Rail Yard. The slaw on the brisket made it to where it didn't need any sauce. Really good sandwich. I'm not a big potato chip eater, but I eat every chip on my plate. They were hand-cut and made right there. If any of the staff is listening to this, I'm really sorry we walked in five minutes before the kitchen shut down, but thank you very much for a great experience. Next time I go through Dothan, I'll be stopping back in. KBC in Dothan, Alabama is hashtag fatboy approved. If you swing by there, make sure you tell them you heard about them on Porch Matters. I took a chance last episode and tried to have some fun. The would you rather question last episode was would you rather break wind in front of your crush or get caught picking your nose in front of your crush? Apparently, no one on Facebook dared to answer this one. (laughs) Uh, What makes it even better? I forgot to post it on Instagram. My bad, y'all. On Twitter, It's Ashers was the lone comment 
on this would you rather question, and it's a pretty good one. It's Asher says, and I quote, either. I'm a damn heathen, and neither are embarrassing to me. <laughs> Thank you for your answer, Ashers. I really appreciate it. New question this episode is, would you rather never read another book or never hear another song? My answer is never read another book. I love music and I still play drums when I get the opportunity. What say you? Please go to the Facebook page, Facebook group, Instagram. I do promise to post this one or Twitter and comment your answer. Next episode, I'll read your comment on the show. On this episode, Brandy Perry of Backroads and Burgers comes onto the porch. We talk about life in Mississippi, how Backroads and Burgers got started, and what Backroads and Burgers has coming up in the future. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you do too. And without further ado, let's get started. Brandy Perry, Backroads hey. Burgers. How are <laughs> yes, you, man? Welcome to the I'm program. doing great. How are y'all? Any better? I couldn't stand it. I'm that's, sure it's warm over there. Go, that's always <laughs> my go-to phrase. It can go either positive or negative. You never can tell. I tell people that all the time. I tell them if, if I complained, it wouldn't do any good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Only time people listen to us is when we're mad, right? That's true. That is very true. <laughs> Uh, how's life over in mississippi oh well this morning it was actually kind of cool it was 84 at seven o'clock and uh we got got a lot of rain have been getting tons of rain this week and so um not terrible but i've heard it's supposed to be 106 uh middle middle of the week again so back to its normal august early september um temperatures for sure absolutely Uh, what about in alabama some of my coworkers and everything are down in Jackson and they actually got flooded out down there. I think it was last week. Yeah. I'm only about an hour and a half from Jackson. Uh, Dory, uh, the co-owner of Backroads is about 45 minutes from Jackson. So um, they've been begging for the rain though. Uh, have been turning on irrigation systems and whatnot for the crops, but um, I think they've got all they need for a little while, hopefully. <laughs> Dory, if you're listening, we hate we missed you, but we're going to catch up with you on the next time. Absolutely. She she hated missing it today, but uh, she's looking forward to listening to it for sure. Well, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did, what do you do for a living and okay. what, what led you to co-founding Backroads and Burgers with Dory? Okay. So, well, un- Dory is actually, Dory came on when we rebranded about about two years ago. So Backroads was founded in 2019. Uh, Mark Rogers, uh, a good friend of mine, he and um, several of our friends would get together on Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday afternoons and we'd flip a coin and we would decide if we're going north, south, east or west. And we would go find a mom and pop place to eat, something cool to cover in history and Mark was a managing editor of a newspaper. And so people started saying, you guys should start blogging. And of course, 
had no idea what a blog was. Um, I had written for a few newspapers and magazines, but they were like, it's the same thing, but in a digital format. And I was like, oh gosh. So we launched our first website in 2018. Um, Mark's wife passed away uh, March or April of that year. And um, Mark moved to Greenville, Alabama. Um, And from Greenville, moved to North Carolina. And so COVID hit. Uh, so Backroads was stuck, um, didn't really know what to do with it. Uh, Dory and I are co-workers. We both teach school, um, have been best friends for many years now. And I went to her classroom one day and I said, I just think Backroads is done. I think um, I think it's time to to bury it, uh, delete it. I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm burnt out. And she said, what if I help you with it? Now, Dory has three children. Uh, now two of them are grown and out of the house. So she only has Ella now. And, um, and so she, and Dory's a, an accomplished photographer. Um, and so she just fell in to that. And so January, two years ago, we rebranded it, turned it into more of a destination marketing um, blog. And the rest has been history and a really, really amazing history at that. So um, within Within about six weeks of uh, of rebranding, Visit Hattiesburg hired us, and um, we started promoting their Hattiesburger Trail. And then we went to Kansas, and we've been all over the place. And hopefully, this is our retirement plan one day. What are, What are some of your highlights? Uh, well, we just got back from Tuscaloosa. Uh, oh, Tuscaloosa I- is look. I said Roll Tide for the first time in my life there. Um, I'm, I'm, a Southern Miss fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Southern Miss fan and we're, we're like putting things together for, for, um, some social media marketing. And Dory said, you know, if you put the hashtag roll tight on there, like you're going to generate a lot of views. And I, I was like, Oh, I don't know if, I don't know if I could put those letters together on my keyboard. And so I typed it. And of course, the first thing we posted had 10,000 views, you know, just instant. Um, and, uh, but some of our favorite highlights so far has been going to Kansas and having people recognize us, um, has been sitting in an airport in uh, Jackson and having somebody sit down beside us and go, are you back roads and burgers? Um, and the same thing happened in Gulf Shores on a contract down there. And so we forget that people, and this was something we wanted to do when we rebranded is to become um more visible, not to hide behind a screen. Uh, we wanted people to come up and speak to us, come up and talk to us. And um, even though a lot of times people message us and say, hey, were you guys just at, you know, so-and-so, uh, we just have so much fun with it. And we recently signed a contract with Reedy Press out of St. Louis um, to write the 100 things to do in Mississippi before you die. So we have, uh, we're super excited about this book. Yeah. And, um, and we have to have everything turned in by March. It'll be a fall of 23 release. And hopefully that just gives us a little bit more traction, uh, with Backroads being our permanent job one day. You you have mentioned the word contract about three different times. Mm -hmm. What, what is your process in going about and conducting your business, so to speak? So we use contract um, and it's more of a uh, deliverable agreement from 
whoever we're working with, uh, like Kelsey Rush in Tuscaloosa, gave us a schedule and said, out of this schedule, we need this many social media posts. We need this many blogs um, and we need it within this amount of time. And so then we counter that and say, you know, we can do this, this and this and we'll give you a schedule and we'll give you an analytics report. So once we've met that agreement with each other, then we formulate a, a, a plan uh, and send it back to them. And usually they're just like, yeah, this works. You know, now we do a lot of private uh, work too. We we just, um, which I'm not liberty to say, but we just, we were just in contact with um, a condo owner, um, owns a condo in Oklahoma, uh, Texas, and on the Gulf, in Gulf Shores, Alabama, um, wants them all marketed. And um, it's a little different for us that she's going to give us the pictures. She's going to give us the information and we just, we just turn it around. And, um, and so that did require a contract because it's somebody that we're not familiar with. It's somebody that we can't tie to an organization. Um, but now granted my contracts are this long, you know, I agree to do this. You agree to do this. It, it is what it is. But, um, once we're under those terms of that contract, that's our focus for the next two months or whatever, which, Recently, we had Gulf Shores, Irving, Texas, and Tuscaloosa, and they're all within two months' time. So, scheduling to lay out that so they don't counteract um, is is something that we we try very hard to do. Which we had a blog that had to come out in from Gulf Shores the same day we were leaving Irving, and um and I completely disagree with posting if I'm on another contract. And um, so our flight left at like 1158 and I scheduled it to post at 12 o'clock. So we were in the air and at least out of Dallas by the time it got posted. <laughs> but um, we have so much fun. Um, we also write for Eat Drink Mississippi Magazine and uh, hope one day that that we can create a magazine and, um, and and bring that home. You know, when you get in the corporate world, money talks. And so a lot of times... Uh, which, for instance, the magazine sold and it sold to Indiana, uh, which is interesting. Uh, but so hopefully one day we'll get to have one closer to home that we can tell these same stories in. So not only do y'all. Yeah, I'm from Alabama. I say y'all. Oh, <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> but not only do y'all uh, do a blog and do reviews of certain places, but you also market. <laughs> and everything yes. for those people as we well. Do. Uh, we actually, a couple of, well, I'm trying to think when it was, we were still in school, so it must have been May. Uh, I get a text from our chamber uh, assistant director, and all it said was, you're going to get a phone call today, and I need you to say yes, which we're, which Dory is in Lawrence County in the, in the Monticello area, and we promote that as much as we can, and I'm in Columbia, uh, so we promote Columbia as much as we can too, but um, for them to reach out and I was like, what have they signed us up for? And uh, it wasn't an hour later, I get a call from our police chief and police chief says, um, you know, I mean, it's never a good thing to get a call from police chief, but in this, this time it was, um, he said, we need y'all's help creating a festival, um, which Columbia is known for their Christmas festival. We have about 40,000 people that come in uh, between Thanksgiving and January 1st. And um, 
three blocks, no red lights, um, all four-way stops. And so people just cram into town. And so they wanted to start a food truck festival and a music festival. And um, so September 3rd, that's what's coming up. And we've got uh, 10 food trucks signed up, everything from Greek food out of Sarah Land, Alabama, uh, to Cajun food out of Clinton, Mississippi. So there's there's people coming from all over for this. So we're hoping for about 10,000 people. So that's that's a big thing for us to market as well right now. So we really don't shy away from helping anybody or anything that's going on. And so um, we've got the numbers now. We've got about 50,000 consistent followers who um, react. And so our reactions and impression rates are sometimes up to 30%. And, um, and so if we can assist, that's what we enjoy doing. So. What, what she's trying to say there, folks, is a lot of people are paying attention to what they are doing. Right. Yeah. Which is still a shock to us that people are paying attention to where we are and what we're doing. And um, I remember when we got 10,000 followers and I thought, there's 10,000 people who make a concerted effort to follow what we're doing. And um, I just never, never realized Backroads would become what it is now, but it, it's a lot of fun. No doubt. Has to be, right? I mean, you're you're living your dream, I'm assuming. I am living my dream, even if I have to stay real tight a couple of times a year. (laughs) As far as the blogging, let's go, let's go back to it. Was creative Mm -hmm. writing one of your hobbies? Um, Yeah, I've always loved writing. Um, I'm actually the author of four fiction novels. And um, I should have done some homework. And have uh, have always enjoyed writing. Now, my students at school will tell you I can't draw. So the only thing I can do is is write. And so um, we just uh, once we started telling the story in which that's kind of I'm a history teacher. So I tell stories all day long and being able to write that same thing and, and garnering some uh, views um it turned like we just had to learn what blogging was you know what what seo is and what keywords are and why they're important and all these kind of things so we have a have a good friend from um from the east coast his name's jason barnett he has road trips and coffee and uh he we were at a conference in johnson city and he said you would do so well if you did this and i was like show me how like tell us how to do it and uh, we paid Jason to completely rebuild our website and, and made it SEO friendly and keyword friendly. And um, and so a lot of things we didn't realize we were doing right. Uh, we just didn't have them in the right format to do it. But um, gosh, it's a lot of fun to do. It is so much fun, but I love to write. I, I write, um, I probably write about 4,000 words a day whether that's on magazine articles or the blog or social media posts um, or now the book. So creative writing used to be a real big passion for me. And I, mm-hmm. and I have caught myself lately trying to rekindle that passion a little yes, bit. Um, you should. You know, back years ago, while I was still in school, I actually sat down and tried to write out a, a fictional story and everything. And I had two or three notebooks full of just notes and then just actual dialogue and this, that, and the other, it was, you need to get back into it for some strange reason. At that point in time, I, I was fixated on war and it was set in Vietnam. Mm. I mean, it was, it was one of those you know, right. macho 
Yeah, I think. That's okay. Yeah. They have to have them. Look, um, growing up, my my whole family uh, read like Lewis, Lewis Lamore books. And so yes. uh, that was like the first macho books I remember ever, ever seeing and had a, had a grandpa that read them and uncle that read them all the time. And uh, that was a different generation, but it needs to be written. So. Well, since you said that, I know there's always been a debate on that. Was it Lewis Lamore or Louis Lamore? Oh, maybe Louis. I'm going way back in my was, memory. Many years. I always ago. thought it was Louis. It, it may be. You know, now I'm diving into 35 years of memory back here, so I'm I'm trying to find that. I just I, I'm just impressed. Came up with a name at all, honestly. <laughs> you you triggered it with me. I'll be honest with you. So, but yeah, he. If you don't know who we're talking about, Louis or Lewis, mm-hmm. however, whichever one you want to get, tomato, tomato. Yeah. This Mr. Lamore. Mr. Lamore, yes. He, uh, he used to write a lot of old Western stories. He had like the protagonist and antagonist that you see in all the John Wayne movies. Yes. Um, I mean, half of his half of his stories could have been John Wayne movies. Yes. So he, he was good. That makes me want to go read him now. So right. <laughs> I wonder if they, I wonder if they ever put any of them on Audible. Oh, I'm sure. I, I live by Audible. Which I drive 48 minutes to, to school every day, one way, and so I I get a lot of reading in during that time. I drive 45 minutes one way so, to work, so yeah I'm, yeah, I'm right there with you. If my <laughs> if my phone isn't ringing off the hook on mm-hmm. either direction, yeah, you no, know, I, I I I've actually forgot what it feels like to actually sit there and listen to music or sit there and listen to podcasts lately. That's what I either listen to books or podcasts. I love Daisy Egan, uh, Strange and Mysterious. That's one of the big ones. And Lore. Uh, those are my two big ones right now to listen to. So, Well, not, not to sidebar too much, but you were mm-hmm. talking about how you were told that about keywords and this, that, and the yeah. other. You can have the greatest content out there, but if nobody can find it, it didn't matter. Right. Yeah. And that's been a struggle um, for us because I can put it on Facebook. I can put it on Instagram and put whatever hashtags that I think are, are trending at the moment and instant get that instant gratification that people are seeing it. But then you post that blog on WordPress and, and you do all that work to um, hyperlink businesses and hyperlink the city and uh, keywords and SEO. And you put it out and you're like, why, why is it not doing any more than that? And then, you know, two hours later, you come back and, and it's blown up. And so the algorithms are no matter how well you do SEO and how well you do keywords, I think the algorithm is still. I think there's a time, I think there's a good time to post and I think there's a bad time to post. And uh, Dory and I did some some studies to determine with our own post uh, and 6.30 at night was a tremendous time to post. Anything before that, it seemed like it just fell on deaf ears and nobody was paying attention to it. So uh, so now, like, I think I have seven or eight uh, posts scheduled for the next I know for the next two weeks from Tuscaloosa and all of those are scheduled between six 30 and eight o'clock. 
Um, you know, and, and so I think about which we put filler in during the week. If there's a cool story coming out of Mississippi or there's something like that, which keeps our audience engaged enough um, to make them hold on for our other post. But um, algorithms are funny, you know, and, and I think the bigger you're the bigger you're following, the better chance you have at, at these prime times. Uh, but we're still trying to fit, fill all that out, especially in terms of blogs. Okay. Well, let's, let's just jump in a little bit about your state. Okay. Just to do, let, let's talk about the backroads part of backroads and burgers. What other than where you live, mm-hmm. what would be your favorite parts of your state? And if you were, if you were to be talking to somebody that has never been to Mississippi, at all what what could you how would you describe your state um i wouldn't say stuck in history uh but i I, in not a negative sense at all um but i think that mississippi does such a good job of maintaining its history um and what i mean by that is like you can still drive down old river road on highway six off of highway 61 in lorman and there's the town there called Rodney, Mississippi. It's got four people who currently live there. And one of the churches has a cannonball stuck in it. A cannonball from the USS Rattler uh, because the Union guys were trying to go to church and the Confederates ran them out and there was a gunshot fired in church. So you can drive that from south of Natchez, Woodville, Mississippi and take it all the way to Memphis and experience all the amazing things there is to be to know about Mississippi. Um, it, it, I was just actually telling my students in Mississippi history uh, this week that 70% of Mississippi is still covered in indigenous forest. Um, and that is the highest number in, in the world of, for a state or a country. Um, 70% of our state is, is hidden. Um, so you have two interstates that run through our, our state, um, but you, that's it. Everything else is a two, uh, you know, a two lane road. Um, if you've never been to Mississippi, you have to go to Natchez. You have to go to Vicksburg. You have to experience the Mississippi Delta at least once. Um, and on the, on the Eastern side of the state, you have two of the greatest college towns in, in the America. You have Starville and Oxford, um, I will say I prefer Starville, uh, but Oxford has a really cool downtown. Be so. careful. You'll get some hate. Oh, I, I know. Look, we 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 uh, spread that hate thing in around here, too. And, and uh, which if Dory is listening, she uh, they're huge state fans. So, uh, but does she I, have her own cowbell. Uh, yes, yeah, she does. There, she, her whole people, family has cowbells. For people who have never. <laughs> Who does who do not know the history of the cowboy? Yeah. That is a huge deal in Starkville. It is. It's like the sixth or the eleventh man in uh, at A and M. Um, oh no, what the twelfth man? Twelfth man at A and M. Um, and so being being in in the South, you you have the the amazing food. You have the the crazy hospitality. Um, you have football fever all year round, no matter what season it is. Um, but Mississippi still has those crazy places that you can literally get away and not have any cell phone service. Amen. And 
that is amazing to me. Um, which the half of my drive to school every morning, there's no cell phone service and I'm on a two lane state highway. Um, but Mississippi is probably, it's the butt of a lot of jokes, but at the end of the day, it is one of the best kept secrets in our country. So, um, (laughs) the running joke in the state of Alabama, Mm -hmm was our slogan should be thank god we're not mississippi for the and we say thank god we're not arkansas so i mean so it works out the best and and that's one thing about alabama that i've never understood everybody Mm -hmm. has always alabama's always been the butt of incest jokes (laughs) yeah whenever you actually look at statistics (laughs) it happens everywhere and more prevalent in other places than this state Yes, yes. But, yeah. Um, I just and I think that's why we're so excited about writing this book about the hundred places. Now, I will say we were on a trip to Startville and we had just found out we we were getting the contract and I started making the list. And uh Dory was like Dory became the person who started vetting things for us. And so I was reading off my list and she'd say, Why? And I was like, Because it's such a cool historic place. And she was like, you know, there's five categories that we have to equally, you know, distribute all this through. And that was some of the hardest things to do. I had a list of 200 places that I thought were important for people to see. And so um, I'm hoping if this goes well, that we're able to write the 100 places to eat in Mississippi, the 100 churches to see, because it doesn't do justice for what I think our state has. So, um, which I think, I, I mean, that's kind of how Backroads started. It was it was promoting our state and um, and showing all the good that came out of it. And so, um, I mean, I'm proud of. I, I moved out. I moved out of our state and um, couldn't stand it. Had to come back. But I'm glad I experienced something other than Mississippi. But um, it makes you appreciate home. It, yes, it does. Which Dory and I talk about all the time that. When we're traveling, when we cross that state line and we see the welcome to Mississippi sign, you go, whew, we're, we're almost home. And then it's even better when you cross that county line and you know you're home. And um, no matter where where we travel, you know, it it is that appreciation that, oh, I can't wait to get home. We spent two weeks in Europe this summer um, in really? Switzerland, Austria and Germany in a and no air conditioning. And it was the hottest summer on record in Europe. Now, granted, it wasn't, wasn't South Mississippi or South Alabama with her, but nonetheless. Um, but, you know, flying back in, getting into Dallas, coming back home, you had that, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful for home, you know, and which we have plans. We have a lot of plans to see and I, which I'll strike out any day. You know, I don't, I don't have any, uh, anybody holding me back and, don't have any family, don't have any children or anything. So um, I told Dory the other day, I was like, hey, can we go to Key West this summer? Um, and she was like, I mean, I'll I'll go. Like, I've never been. So I have a bucket list. Uh, I, have, I have quite the, let me show you this, I have quite the extensive bucket list. So let me see if I can show you. Oh, no, you can't, huh? Okay. Anyway, 100 and, well, 212 items. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I have been not, to Key West. Okay, I so yeah, I uh back in uh back in 2012, 
my, uh, my father passed away and my, me and my mother were pretty much stuck here taking care of him. And I, I, I hate to use the word stuck. No, but I understand. Oh, whenever you're, whenever you're a caregiver for somebody, I don't, I don't care how much you love them. It's always worse on the caregiver than it is the patient. If you've ever done it, you know what I'm talking about. That's right. It's because you're, you're constantly having to sit there and at least for me, every day I would see my dad and it was like seeing a lion that had been, that had memories of running the prairies and everything like that. And then he was stuck in a cage. And then you could see it yeah. was almost like every day you could see a little bit of life leave his eyes. It it was That's terrible. So hard. And you know, I actually full full disclosure here. I I actually got to the point where I needed to go and talk to somebody. They mm-hmm. now granted, they didn't say anything that I didn't already know or anything that I hadn't already told myself or somebody. You know, yeah. but one thing that she did say that really stuck with me at that time was I was mourning my dad, even though he was still alive and it made, and it, it clicked. It really yeah. did because I was my, it was like this person that I'm seeing right now is he is my dad, but at the same it's, it's time, the of what he was. Yes. Yeah. So after he passed, my mother, bless her heart, and I know she's listening to this. She sacrificed a lot, and she stayed with my dad every t- all the time. She rarely got to do anything for herself because she was the caregiver. And whenever he passed away, I said, I'm going to make sure my mother gets to live and see and do as much as possible. Yeah. I'm a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been able to tell by any of my episodes, <laughs> I am a wrestling fan. And it was WrestleMania 28. The Rock was coming back to wrestle. Johnson. Yeah. And I was like, that would be a fun trip. <laughs> and we saved up and I found and I found some tickets that was pretty reasonable. The only part that was really going to be expensive was getting down there, getting back. And at the time, gas wasn't $5 a gallon like it is now. Yeah. And we can talk about that here in just a second. I'm <laughs> sure that I'm sure that's hurting what you're doing as well. It is. But we got down there and I had like two hours sleep and we struck out from Dilworth, Alabama going to Miami. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I, I was working at the jail at the time. So we uh-huh. left like, 12, one o'clock in the morning. So traffic would be better because I was working evening shift at the time and got down two hours sleep. I'm chugging five hour energy shots. <laughs> I, I've still got a picture on my Facebook where I've got one dangling out of my mouth and I look drunk. <laughs> I legit look drunk because I was exhausted. Yeah. If you've, you know, you've been down that toll road that goes from 75 to Miami. Yes, I have. Brutal. It is. There is nothing down through there, but bushes, the <laughs> shell gas stations at the top, what, every 20 miles. Right. Like, it's like the they, stretch from, from Tuscaloosa to Meridian to me. There's nothing there. I think nothing. You, you ought to drive that in a truck. 
Yeah, we we've got routes that go from Coleman to Jackson or to oh. or Canton and uh, Madison. Yeah. Mm. Brutal. <laughs> but anyway, we got down through there and we get down to Miami, and it was just like the gate, like a window <laughs> opened up. You go from the wilderness to the city, and it's like a whole nother world down there. Yeah, if you're listening to this show from Miami. I appreciate your town. I don't know that much about it. Would love to. Had a fantastic Cuban sandwich on South oh, Beach. My very yeah. first one, and I have compared every one of them that I've had to mm-hmm. that one since. And a fantastic mojito as well. <laughs> I, I, but yep. we got down there, and we was just like, well, we got this far. I looked at, I looked at my mother, and I was like, why don't we go ahead and go on to Key West? It's not that far from here. Me and my ignorant tail. Yeah. We get up, we start driving through Homestead, get over there. And when we see that last chance gas station right mm-hmm. there on the right. Yeah. And then after you get up there on the bridge, it says Key West, 126 miles. Yeah. So I was like, well, we've done committed now. <laughs> And 126 doesn't sound that much if you're on an interstate, but if you're on two lanes, brutal. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Plus, plus, around we was, I think it was Key Largo. They had some mm-hmm. kind of a festival going on down there, and traffic was backed up for over an hour just to try and oh. get through there. So about oh. six, about 16, 17 hours later, we get down to Key West. We walk around. Ended up going over by Margaritaville, and then we went down to the beach, and that beach is in my top three. Really? That I've ever seen, yes. I, l- I love the look of it. It's not huge mm-hmm. like it would be at Gulf Shores or Destin or Panama City yeah. or even South Beach for that matter, mm-hmm. but it, it just kind of looked like one off of an island in a movie. It was beautiful, and I, there again, I look drunk. I'm my ankles are about, you know, about that big around. You can't see it because you're listening to me, folks. But I had my ankles were bigger than Hillary Clinton's. <laughs> they were huge. Yeah, that is huge. a comparison right there. <laughs> I look drunk in the in the picture that I took with Mama. I'm just sitting there, just eyes are half crossed because I am exhausted. Yep. I threw her the keys. I was asleep before we got over the bridge. Oh my gosh. Sure was. Well, you had driven, how many hours was it? Uh, 16, 17. Oh my God. That's just not, that's not fun. <laughs> I'd do it. I'd do it again if I had the money. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, we're door. So I've never been to Disney. Uh, and so yeah. we're, we're planning to go in November uh, for my first trip and we were looking at flights and flights are, you know, $2,000. And, um, Dory was in which Ella, her little girl's going to go with us. And she said, um, well, let's just drive it. It's just nine and a half hours. And, um, hearing her say nine and a half hours sounds so much to some people, but I mean, we've driven, we drove to great Bend, Kansas. We drove to, you know, um, Kingsport and Johnson city three times that I know of. And so, Nine and a half hours is going to be like a, a walk in the park at that point. So. <laughs> I'm, I might be a little weird. I'll, uh, mm-hmm. I'll drive to Nashville, which is three hours just to eat dinner. Oh, well that, yeah. And come yeah. back home. Uh, 
I I have That's friends. That's not a terrible thing. No. <laughs> I, I have friends up in Memphis. Shout out to you if you're listening to me. Um, that I've had, you know, I've had relationships with them for years now. Mm-hmm. I don't get up. I used to get up there at least some at for a stretch, I was getting up there twice a month. Wow. Um while I was working at the jail, I couldn't get out of this state quick enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I was right the opposite of the way you were describing a while ago. Right. Anytime I seen a seen a different county county line sign, you I were excited grinned. to get out. Mm-hmm. I grinned. Yeah. Whenever I seen a state line, I smiled. Mm-hmm. Felt like a five hundred pound weight was off my shoulders for a little while. I couldn't imagine. And but I. What you said a few months ago about appreciating where you come from, mm-hmm. I feel that now. Yeah. Um, I I started when I I started with the company that I'm with now. Our uh, the branch that I was working out of was 72 miles from my house, so I was driving 72 miles, working 12 hour shift, driving 72 miles back, and I was able to appreciate Walker County mm-hmm. a whole lot more because. Yeah. I was spending time somewhere else. And, right. And it got to the point where now when I see a Walker County sign entering Walker County, I smile. Uh-huh. Because it's I that breath again that you get to enjoy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Walker County, how close is that to Scottsboro? About two hours. Okay. So um, we, we've worked in, in Scottsboro as well. So um, beautiful area. Fantastic oh, it is. Hikes. Seven. Mm-hmm. Highway 79 from Gunnersville up to Scottsboro mm-hmm. is one of the best rides you'll ever have. Yes. We stayed. Um, we took that every day and we stayed up on a mountain at Pisgah. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was a beautiful area. Love North Alabama. Yes, it is very beautiful, but you got to be mm-hmm. careful. I think there's still snake handling churches up there. It, you know, it wasn't long after we left up there, we read about a, a man who was a preacher at a church there, and uh, he was trying to catch his wife in a lie and stuck her hand in rattlesnakes, and she got bit and died, and he was charged with murder. So I, I can't think of the name of the book. Of, but we were we were talking about that on our trip up there. So it happens in Mississippi too. My mom has been in a church that it happened when she was a young girl. So going back to Mississippi. Yes. I have always been ever since I went past it, I had a I had a route to go run and I'd always heard about it. Mm-hmm. And I've seen signs and everything for it. Have you ever been over to the uh to the Blues Hall of Fame? Yes. It's tremendous. It is. It's amazing. Yeah. Blues is one of my favorite music genres to listen to. I've been playing drums for since I was 14. Mm -hmm. Blue. Everybody who don't understand blues. It's nothing but a jam session for the most part. And it is so much fun to play. I'm not musically inclined, but I love listening to it. <clears throat> love. So if you've ever get a chance to go to Ground Zero uh, up in, I believe it's in Greenville, you got to go to Ground Zero. Is um, there more than one location of it? Because I've actually followed the one in Biloxi. 
there okay yes so morgan freeman owns the one or co-owns the one in greenville uh and now they've turned it into like a uh I guess it I guess it does have another location now, but the original one, like you're not sure if it's gonna be be stable enough to go in. Like it's old school. Like I mean, people are getting their their starts there. Um, a lot of people think like Bo Diddley and some of the big names got their start there. Um, but like you have that and you have the Grammy Museum in Cleveland, Mississippi. Um, you have the Robert Johnson of the crossroads and all of that is within a hundred miles of each other, uh, which is tremendous to me. Where exactly was the so-called crossroads at? Have any, has anybody been able to pinpoint that yet? It is. Yeah, it is. Um, it's highway 61 and highway 49, just outside, just North of Cleveland, Mississippi. Now, granted Cleveland's grown a lot since then, but but uh, back where it was supposed to have happened would have been nothing but um, cotton fields and a railroad track, you know, very close to what it was described as no brother where art thou. So, um, but if that's a, ge- that is a geographical part of Mississippi that is unlike any other part of Mississippi. Um, there are no trees, none. If there may be one or two and there's, they're in a cemetery or they're in front of a house and they have a porch swing attached to it or something. Um, but Grammy Museum in uh, Cleveland, Mississippi, um, home of the home of the fighting okra is Delta State. Um, it, it's well worth the trip. Well worth it. That's a whole different part of the country. It's kind of like Miami. You almost need a passport to go. You almost need that for the Delta. It just simply because of the diversity and the fact yes, that nobody yes. has ever really. No, I mean, there's been so many books written about it. There's been so many articles written about it, but best food, best tamales, best music, best everything is just within that one little geographical spot of uh, of Mississippi. And it's so different than you drive a hundred miles uh, to the, to the East and, you're back on I-55 and you know, you're, you're in the woods again. So just a, just a really cool segment of Mississippi that I think everybody should, I mean, I think you should have to experience Mississippi Delta at least once if you're a school child, if you know, in Mississippi. So. Now there's one thing that you were talking about earlier where you were mm-hmm. talking about college traditions. You left one out, you left out Hattiesburg. I, you know, I, as the, as the crow flies, I am 22 miles from Hattiesburg right now, spent best five years of my life at the University of Southern Mississippi, um, have a tattoo to prove it, how much my, my love is for Hattiesburg. Um, Hattiesburg has the rock. Uh, we have one of the best baseball teams in the country. Um, and they tell gay like none other. They just do it on a smaller scale. So I, cool place though. If Southern Miss would have offered me a football scholarship, I would have went and had a smile on my face. Uh, yeah, I, it's just a sweet little community school almost. Very personable. Yes. And Very and different. one of the best and one of the nicest campuses that you'll find in the South. Oh, absolutely. I got to see pretty much all that campus. I couldn't get it right in four years. So I had to spend 
had to spend one more year and a little bit more of my parents' money while I was there, but um, had a good time. Picked some roses while I was there. Didn't realize that was illegal, um, but I just thought my illegal? mama. Yeah, it's the All-American Rose Garden. Apparently, it's like $500 a rose, but um, I just thought my mama would be really excited about having some roses on her table when I came home that weekend, and she was horrified. She, you know, she was counting money <laughs> she counted the roses and um she was like where did you get these and I was like they they have them all out front at school like they were free <laughs> thank goodness they haven't taken my degree or anything away from me for all that <laughs> what's the statute of limitations on this oh that would have been 2003 so I'm hoping 18 years is enough <laughs> Hopefully. Other than your uh, festival coming up on September 3rd, what what other projects have you got coming up? So we have the festival. Uh, We're working on the book actively. We're hoping to get that done before Christmas. Um, I, we have, uh, we are actually going to Cleveland, uh, Mississippi in October. Um, The fall schedule is very hard for us to book out because, um, Ella, uh, Dorian Billy's youngest, is big into cow shows. She, um, they, they travel all over the state, and she shows her her cows. And so, um, that is a project that I know nothing about, but yet I go and support her every weekend wherever she is. But uh, Cleveland will be a big big one. Um, then we'll be headed down to Orlando. Uh, Christmas season will be coming around, and we're hoping to have a couple of things local. Uh, during Christmas, but then of course spring rolls around. We'll be back in Irving in March, um, and then who who knows next year? So um, we have a lot of feelers out. We have a lot of fun things that uh, we just need to give them the go ahead on. Um, I know Dixon County, Tennessee, is waiting on us to just say go. Um, I know a Coe, uh North Carolina, is waiting on us just to say go. A Coe, Tennessee, North Carolina waiting on us to say go. But um, when you're teaching full-time, I'm in grad school as well. Uh, Dory is teaching full-time. It just gets really hard. Um, So we had somebody tell us the other day that our real job was getting in in the way of our fun job. And uh, that was the best way they could have put it. But um, I have that that problem here too. (laughs) I mean, we'll just keep grinding and and see what the Lord makes of it. So, uh, you know, if he if he sees that we need to do this full time, then we'll jump and run with it. So but uh, until then, I'll I'll show up every day and I'll teach my little seventh and eighth graders all I can about U.S. history and Mississippi history and enjoy the heck out of it. So. Brandy, I appreciate you taking your time to come on the porch. Dory, again, so we've fun. missed you, and I'm looking forward to meeting you on the next round because I really hope there is a next round. Oh, for sure. You just let us know when. This is this is awesome. And you're our first podcast, so we've never been on a podcast before. So uh, so we appreciate you uh, having us on and, and following us and, and liking what we've got going on, too. I think we you've got a really cool thing going, and uh, I love the whole idea of the the front porch, you know, and uh, there's just nothing like sitting on on a front porch or back porch in the south and having you a nice cold drink and watching the sun go down. I'm in the process, and there again, just like you were talking mm-hmm. about, work's getting in the way of my fun job. But 
I'm trying my best to get it to where I'm going to dress this back porch up a little bit and, yeah. you know, going to try and see what we can come up with. I'll just leave it at that. On, I uh, love it. While we're well, talking. Anything that we can help you with, please let us know. And, um, and, and you just let us know when you're ready for us to come back on. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking <laughs> right off the top of my head. It sounds to me like I need to come to Mississippi and do a little road tripping with you. I agree hundred percent. You could do all kinds. We could set you up with a lot of people to do podcasts with here. On that note, Randy, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. Please, please tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, we, well, yes, you can find us at uh, Facebook. You can find us at Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, all this Backroads and Burgers, or on the web at backroadsandburgers.com. Thank you very much for coming on to the show. Looking Thank you. Round two as well. Yes, sir. Have a great night. Big thanks to Brandy Perry for coming on the porch. You can find Backroads and Burgers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Give them a like or follow and tell them you heard Brandy on Porch Matters. If you are new to the show and like what you hear, hit that like, subscribe, or follow button and download the episodes in our archives. If this show has been a positive addition to your life, please rate the show and leave a review. It won't take you but a minute and it really would help the show. Find us on social media by typing Porch Matters Podcast into the search bar. Word of mouth is still the best way of sharing. Pick your favorite episode and share it with at least one person this week. There are a lot of people out there that have never heard of a podcast before. I sure would appreciate it. And I'll see you next time right here on Porch Matters. <laughs>